Hi again, everybody. It's me, JR Man. Welcome to another edition of your Life's Work podcast. This is episode something, something, to something being broadcast to you right now via Ohio. Uh, we moved. The big family made the big move. Today on the big show, before we get crazy about the move, um, we're going to talk about stress. We're going to talk about stress because I have a lot of people that want to talk about stress and what it is and what it isn't and all that stuff. So we're going to talk about stress. The move to Ohio went great. I suggest to all of you driving across the country um, in a closed environment with three teenagers. I think that would be very good for you. I think as a spiritual director and a guy that helps you live your best life now, <laughs> I would suggest grabbing teenagers and throwing them in the back of a car and then just rambling across the country. Slow speeds. With some really boring music. <laughs> no food. <laughs> Don't feed them. <laughs> and just have a great, loving time. That's what I suggest. Anyways, the family arrived in Ohio last week, so this week would be the week of, I don't know, the 17th, so I'm taping this the week of the 17th. So we arrived last week, and uh, we had a great arrival. With The first afternoon we were in town, we had lunch with my mom and dad, which is fantastic. We had dinner with uh, our best friends, uh, Rob and Trish, and their 7,000 kids, and it was really great. And since we've been here, we've been nesting and settling into new routines. And as you know, uh, a move or any disruption in routine can be super heartache and sorrowful and sad and all those things. And every one of us, all five of us have been experiencing that in ebbs and flows and, and, uh, and dealing with it as we go. But man, I'll tell you for the most part, I think everybody's generally pretty stoked to be here and to uh, start up a new season of our life and just uh, thank everybody who has uh, lent themselves to this move emotionally and for prayers and you know just just helping us do it we had a crap ton of people show up to help us unload trucks and and stuff like that so I appreciate it and of course uh, all our California friends uh, that were there it won't be long before we see you again and there's already trips being planned now so anyways that's the Ohio update we're gonna put an offer in on a house that we like soon and and uh, it'll be a retreat space, and uh, we're, of course, going to make uh, it possible for people to come and retreat with us. So uh, look forward more to more of that. Look forward uh, to telling you more about that as that comes along, but that's uh, just what's in the hopper right now. Um, hey, Tabletop Ministry, real quick. Tabletop is a little nonprofit that I run, that Di and I run, along with uh, four other people that are uh, in on the board. And we basically offer pastoral care and spiritual direction absolutely free to people who can't afford um, you know, traditional levels of counseling and stuff like that. So uh, if you've got uh, cash and you want to move it around and help people um, or just resources in general, um, Tabletop could could use your help for sure. We see a lot of people throughout the year. Um, we help people transition and do the best thing and do the best we can um, for people in sometimes some dire circumstances and situations that just need people to listen and come alongside of and encourage and help and uh, and, and really help get their lives kickstarted again. Um, and so all the money goes to that time that we deal with people. So um, you go to Tabletop uh, Online, tabletop.online, or is it tabletopministries.online? I think it's tabletopministries.online, or just go to jrman.com, J-R-M-A-H-O-N.com, and there's a link there, but we could sure appreciate, um, you know, your help as we move that thing along. Okay, stress. We're talking about stress. So, I mean, here's the deal, man. I, I, I work with a lot of people throughout the week, and, um, 
stress is funny because stress will be something that we will deny all day long. I'm not stressful. I'm good. I'm, I'm okay. But, but yet inside we're dying and there's a vulnerability that needs to come with stress that some people just can't get to that you really frankly need to get to. And the vulnerability comes at the cost of you saying it out loud that you are stressed and really identifying what's going on in and around you. Like what's going on inside of you is the feelings, what's going on around you that's, you know, taking in and ingesting some of these feelings or creating some of these feelings and then being able to kind of in a real clear understanding of reality, understand that stress is flow, that stress is a part of the deal. Stress, stress is not, not part of this. So your life will encompass stress. That's just how it goes. Um, my 19-year-old daughter got her driver's license, and that was completely stressing her out, and it was just high emotional impact. It affected her mind. It affected her body. It affected her spirit. I mean, it was, this was high deal, and most of it was based on expectation, right? And she doesn't mind me talking about her. Uh, most of it was based on expectation, not only what she thought about herself or about what she could do with her life, but what other people were thinking about her too, which is a whole other rat's nest um, to get into as well. But we're, we're going to talk about all these things. So the, the first thing I want you to know is stress is. That's just how it goes. You breathe, you blink, you, you see, you hear, you eat, you stress. You're going to have um, this idea of stress in your life. But it's what we're, what we're going to do is we're not going to lock ourselves and hold ourselves to it kicking our ass. In fact, what we're going to do is we're going to try to make friends with it in some ways, make this a part of your life's work, and um, not let these deep, heavy emotions of stress um, control you. So stress isn't some thief in the night. It's not some, you know, knife-wielding character that is searching up and down the hallways for you hiding and shaking in some closet and ripping open the door and then stabbing you. It is not um, something that, sh- it, it, frankly, it shouldn't be something that surprises you. And, th- and that always takes people a, a little bit to hear me say. It, it's something that shouldn't necessarily surprise you because once you're in the vein of understanding that stress is and that it is a real common reality amongst us all, every single one of us, this shouldn't, it shouldn't take you on. Oh my gosh, oh, what is that? Why am I stressed? Because I hear people say that. I don't know why I'm stressed. And all we have to do is start really knocking on a couple of these emotional doors and particularly understanding what the feelings are and we're going to understand that. So it's not some dark creature waiting to kick your ass. You can't control stuff, for the record. And I know that's probably the biggest thing we're going to talk about today, is you can't control anything. Control is an illusion. It's an absolute illusion. You're not going to control nothing. You're not going to control your kids. You're not going to control your job. You're not going to control the neighbor. You're not going to control your wife. You're not going to control your husband. The most you're going to do is take responsibility for yourself and have some kind of real good self-control for for how you're thinking, how you're feeling, and then and spiritually, you know, how you're vibing with some spiritual responsibility. But other than that, control is out of your hands. Control is out of your hands. So for those of you out there that are trying to control every damn thing in your life, stress is probably going to be a bigger problem for you than than not. Um, how you handle, how you handle it, and what you do with it will ultimately ultimately be the balance of your peace or happiness. I'll say uh, and happiness. So how you handle it, what you do with it, will ultimately be the balance of your peace and happiness. So if I'm finding somebody who is unhappy, if I find somebody who is uh, you know, not peaceful, if I, if I find somebody who's living in that those fear zones, stress zones, anxiety zones, well, then I guarantee you, you're, you're really, really seriously activated in trying to either control every damn thing or you're just not understanding that stress is. So... We have to we have to get it, and we're and we're going to dive deep into into what you're stressing about. 
Do you acknowledge stress, by the way? Like, like, ask yourself that question right now. Do you acknowledge stress? Do you acknowledge that every single day of your life, at the certain parts of your day, waking up, getting into the, into the morning, getting out the door, getting everybody else out the door, getting you into the door of work or whatever that means, do you acknowledge that there is stress associated to it? Do you acknowledge that t- the traffic is stressful? Do you acknowledge that trying to get to places on time can be stressful? Do you acknowledge that the, the thing that is wanted from you, from your boss, is stressing you out? Or the relationship that you're having with your spouse has some stress in it today because you need your spouse to go set the appointment for the vet because the dog is sick and that's stressing you out. Like, do you acknowledge that this is going to be a part of your day? A part of your day. I don't know why I said it like that. Um, because you need to. We need to right away start to quantify that there is stress in our day-to-day. Um, so we need to hold the reality of stress. We need to hold the reality of stress. We need to hold the reality of stress like we hold the reality of that we're going to eat lunch or that we're preparing for dinner or that we're going to prepare for... Um, the weekend, or that we're getting ready to mow the lawn, or, or our kids need to go to that practice, or, uh, you know, uh, my, I got to do laundry later today. But I need to hold the reality of that. I can't egoically start to look back at the world and hold back the values of feelings and emotionality of stress, that I'm not going to expose it and I'm not going to be vulnerable with it because some of us have a real hard time egoically with that. Well, I'm not stressful. And for the record, like just, just think about what I'm saying real quick. Happy hour was literally invented by people who knew you were stressed out, who held the value of stress. And they're like, well, come in for happy, happy hour. And here's booze to take away the unhappiness so you can get into happy right? So this is a commonality among us, but the weird irony and conundrum of humanity is that we just really don't want to tell anybody. We'll show up for happy hour, certainly, but we're really not going to acknowledge why we're there, (laughs) right? And for the record, the balance of stress is always dealt with either booze, drugs, or sex, just so you know. Booze, sex, or drugs. If you have a quantity of any of those or all of those in your life uh, at a large value, you're not dealing with shit well. So, so I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yes, there's healthy levels of drinking, and there is actually healthy levels of, of having some drugs in your life, as particularly if you need them for a medical condition. And I know those of you are out there who are happy as hell that marijuana is legal. Okay, I get it. And then sex, there can be a healthy quantity to sex too, obviously. So, And there can also be a volley of that. But I just the happy hour thing, I just want to make a real clear point to you that this is already a volley. Um, okay, so we, we ultimately want to be consciously aware and make friends with the stress. So happy hour or those three big values of drug, booze, and sex aren't necessarily the only things that are going to take the, take the stress away, right? And some of you, for the record, don't even know what I'm talking about when it comes to that, like take it away with, with drugs, booze, or sex, because you're, you just want to be number one. You just want to do the grind all day long and be number one because you know beating the stress means beating everybody else or grinding longer than everybody else, right? Or the value you hold is the actual stress you have in your life to beat or conquer. And that way of life, geez, I mean, you know. I mean, shit, that, that, that egoically is just going to fry you very, very quickly. So what are the feelings of stress? What feelings run alongside of stress? So th- there's, there's 
there's a couple big ones that we're going to talk about, but there's a t- there's hundreds of them, but there's big ones that I want you to focus on because that's ultimately the way you're going to be able to acknowledge, be vulnerable, and expose what's happening in your what's happening in your day to day, so you can really start to manage manage this stress, make friends with it, and manage it, and know that it's not just a dark creature, you know, trying to kick your ass. So, the big ones are fear, and anxiety, and anger. Fear, anger, anxiety. Fear, anger, anxiety. Stress revolves around those, creates those, manufactures those, helps those live, enables them to be turned on in big seasons of your life. And so what I'm hoping you do is I'm hoping that you step back from from where I'm talking about now. Like, you know, let's stay at like a balcony view on this discussion right now and start to look down on your own life and start to identify where there's fear, where there's anger, where there's anxiety, because I'm guaranteeing you there's like just stressful things that are popping those things off, right? Like the little land, like stress is the landmine and you're stepping into fear, onto anger and into anxiety. So let's know it. Let's know it. So here are the big questions. Here are the big questions for you today as we check the time on the big podcast because we know we don't we don't, we don't want to bore the hell out of anybody. So we want you to know it, and this is how we're going to know it. So what is it? What is the stress? What is the stress? So I was in television for decades, and for me, the stress was always, uh, well, there's a couple things going on. In TV, for those of you who work in television news, it was always the stress of, A, taking on an assignment that you had no idea you were walking in on. So on any given morning, you could walk in and somebody could go, hey, go cover that murder, or hey, go cover that uh, stolen car, hey, go cover that city council meeting, or hey, the mayor just had an affair and we want to do it. Like you had no clue what the hell you were doing. Now, part of that was exciting, but also part of that generated stress because you just didn't know where you were going. And then on the other side of that, then there's somebody looking at you going, hey, by the way, this story needs to be completed at exactly 5 p.m. And it's 9 a.m. right now. So you have, you know, roughly seven hours to get your act together to go shoot something, write something, edit something, and then get the something into the system for it to broadcast live. So the stress throughout the day was great and magnificent, just like it is for you on any other job that you have. It's not There's no quantity or qualification or levels uh, of, of what we're talking about here. Stress is stress at the end of the day. It doesn't matter if you're working at a daycare, you're working at NBC in New York. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Uh, and frankly, working at a daycare is probably, it, it, it's got to be exhausting, as you can imagine. So, um, so as I moved through that day, I would take care of stress in a couple different ways. N- number one, that was part of my passion. Like part of my passion was to produce stories. So a lot of the stress kind of fell away from me as I just engaged my passion. So for those of you out there who do have an engaged passion, probably some of your thoughts are, I really don't have a lot of that stress necessarily day-to-day in my passion. And I get it because passion will often override the stress just because it's something that you like to do. But needless to say, there's still going to be parts of your day where things can be unwieldy, right? So so for me, uh, the stress would sit on me all day and then there would be a need to be released eventually because it would soak into my body. It'd soak into my mind. It'd soak into my spirit. And just like a sponge taking stuff in and it would need to be wrung out. And I didn't have any healthy ways back in the day necessarily to help me out. So drinking was always a real great way to relieve that. The problem is, is that most stress sticks to you when you try to artificially satisfy it. So what is it? What is it? 
Is it your kids in the morning? Is it your job in the afternoon? Is it your job in the late afternoon? Is it you coming home to a relationship? What I want you to identify what that stress is, all knowing that fear, anxiety, and anger are wrapped around those. Fear, anger, and anxiety are wrapped around those. So those feelings that you're starting to feel, like if you're feeling fear about something, that's where I want you to go, okay, there's stress here. Okay, I got you, there's stress here. It's not necessarily fear is baked in it. It's that it's helping create it. It's helping keep that shit alive. Fear, anger, and anxiety. What is it? Answer that. Answer that. What is it? You can write it down, answer it later, but what is it? Then I want you to do when is it? When is it? For me, in television, and I'm just using my television background, as my example for you today, when was it as I felt heavy, a heavy stress, heavy fear, heavy anger, heavy anxiety? And those are, and again, it, it's not that you're going to feel them all at once. It's that they'll pop out at different times, right? Um, but my when I felt it when I was in television was always in the morning and late afternoon as I was heading into deadline. And then between those times, we're always like working and diligently trying to, you know, but there's always that underpinning of stress. So when is it? What is it? When is it? What is it? When is it? And the last one is who is it? What is it? When is it? And who is it? Who is it is probably more present, probably have more presence than the what or when for you because the who, you can look to a boss, you can look to your kids, you can look to your spouse, you can look to God, you can look to society, you can look to traffic, right? What, who is it could be the traffic. Um, will I make it there on time? All of a sudden, there's fear because I don't know if I will. And if I'm late, that's going to suck. And then there could be anger because the guy in front of you is not moving quickly. And then you flip him off and tell him to F off and then and blah, blah, blah. And then there's anxiety, right? And then there's anxiety. Will this happen again? And oh my gosh, I'm going to get in my car again. And then some I'm going to leave an hour early. So that's how stress bakes all that stuff in. So the what, the when, and the who. The what, the when, and the who. So if you make three columns... And you do this on your paper for those of you who write down or you're just thinking through it, you're contemplating it, whatever you want to do. I don't care if you write it down or not, whatever. Just I really want you to get it in you. You're writing what, when, and who across the top, and then you're just making quick little you, – you're not writing a book. You're writing what is it, right? Television news. You're writing when is it, morning, afternoon. You're writing who, who is it. Well, who is it is like my executive producer barking down my throat or my reporter who's you know on social media all day and not really helping me out on the story. Um, but I, I want you to clearly spell it out. And for those of you who are not necessarily in career, it's the same crap. Let's say um, when I mean career, you know, what I'm obviously talking about is like a job you're going to. So if you're out there raising kids, you're you're as, you know, magnificent as anybody else is. But if you're out there raising kids, you have this what, when, who, too, and you need to clearly identify it. Because I know some of you out there that are listening to me have kids with special needs, and that creates a mass amount of stress. But again, you need to know what, when, and who, because this is all going to be able, it's all going to able you to identify its reality. And that's what we want to do. We want to hold it. We want to talk about it. So at the end of the day, I also want you to know your routines. So coming off of what, when, and who is what are your routines? What are you doing during the day? Do any of you recognize or do you recognize what you do during your day in your routines? Because we all have routines. I know there's people out there that be like, I don't like routine. But I'm telling you, you got routines. You go to the same gas station. You go to the same grocery store. You go to the same coffee place. You travel the same highway. You go to the same beach. You go to the same metro park. You uh, talk to the same people about the same time. But I want you to clearly understand that in its reality and what it is in its routine. When do you do these things? When you go to the gas station, what are you doing? 
when you're talking to the stranger over there at the gas station once a week or whatever it is, who are you talking to? Like, I want you to identify this because this is going to consciously bring you aware of the life that you're leading and living. And ultimately, at the end of the day, the more you hold that presence, the more you hold your present, right, the more you're able to then understand and control those feelings and those feelings won't control you. You'll have them. You'll have them. All right. But you'll know that none of them, you're not just swimming in a crazy soupy vortex of emotion that feels like it doesn't have an end to it and will never end. No, that's not it. Because when you become consciously aware of the stuff around you, particularly the routines you have, the what is, the when is, and the who is in its stress, I guarantee you're going to be able to hold everything a hell of a lot more clear and closer to your heart. And for the record, when we're talking about the divine, the divine wants you in the present simply for this reason, because the divine wants you peaceful and happy. That's, that's it, man. God does. He wants you peaceful and he does want you happiness. So, you know, <laughs> I'm not promised you peace and happiness. That's your job. I'm not promising you peace and happiness. That's your job. The, who, the what, the when, and the who, and your routines, and knowing all that stuff is, I'm telling you right now, is going to bake in happiness and peace into your life because you're going to start to take control consciously and really understand it. Now, there's a, the, here's the third element. So the, so, so, so the first two elements are knowing it, right? The what, the when, the who, and knowing your routines. Here's the third one, and it's a big one. And this is something that you hear me say all about, all the time, if you listen to this thing, um, regularly, and that's talk about it. So let's say you identify the what. Who knows that? Let's say you identify the when. Does somebody else know that? Who is it? Does somebody know it? In your routines, does somebody know your routine? Are you giving people the opportunity and invitation to know you, to know your stress, to know your fear, to know your anger, to know your anxiety? And again, I use those three. There's many, many more baked-in feelings to stress, but I'm just using those as the big three. Right, it's just like the traffic jam. We'll go back and we'll talk about it again. The what is? I'm feeling stressed because of the traffic jam. That's the what it is. But the what it is is like I'm trying to get to work on time. The when it is is it seven o'clock in the morning, and there's always a traffic jam at seven o'clock in the morning. The who is the, all the people around me? So then I get fear that I'm going to be late. I get anger that people aren't moving as fast as they should, and then I get anxiety that this thing will repeat. Over and over and over again, making me less than, making me not good enough, making me not able to do the task that I'm set out to do or the people want me to do that I get paid for. So again, when you start talking about that, what I just went through, to somebody else, another human being, somebody you're close intimately with, you're going to start really, not only are you going to hear the reality of like maybe how ridiculous that is, but you're also going to understand the common sense of maybe how to beat it. (laughs) Maybe I leave at 5 a.m. If that's the scenario, I don't know, but I'm just saying. Or maybe somebody just simply sits across from you and takes that in and reflects it and just say, holy crap, what a damn day you had. And I love you and I hear you and I'm with you and I'm your friend and it's all going to be good tomorrow. Or it's all going to be good. Don't worry. So, But that's what happens. When you exercise the ability to talk about all of this stuff, you are literally opening up to love. You're opening up to divine love. You're opening up to community love. You're opening up to loving yourself. The biggest premise of the ego wants to keep us quiet. Remember that. The ego wants to keep you quiet, wants to keep you silent, wants to keep you solo, wants to keep you away from everybody else's emotionality, and also wants you to weirdly and oddly be satisfied in it. And you never will. That's why exposing yourself at every move you can make, 
with stress, with the fear, anxiety, and anger, the what is, the when is, the who is, and knowing your routines, and then blurting it out will give you such a sense of freedom that you've never known. How many times have you talked to your close friend, your spiritual director, your counselor, your therapist, your mom, your dad, and unloaded heavy emotional stuff and walked away from it feeling great? So you get what I'm saying, right? Going back to the happy hour routine, the happy hour routine was basically invented to take that stuff away from you. Now, that's a temporary taking it away from you, whereas the talking intimately and really gathering around your feelings and your stress levels to understanding the who, the what, and the when, that is just amazing freedom in its spiritual muscle, its maturity, its human maturity, just so you know. So, So talk about it. Talk about it. So identify the four things again. Ready? I want you to identify the feeling. I want you to identify stress by really truly understanding some of the emotions, right? The big three, fear, anger, anxiety. I want you to know it. And that means I want you to do what it is, when it is, who it is. And then I want you to understand your routines in that. And the fourth big one is to talk about it. Um, that's good shit. That's good shit. I'm just telling you, it's, uh, it's, it, it is a, in a, a very appropriate way to dealing with things because you're coming present with it. I'm JR, JRMan.com, J-R-M-A-H-O-N.com. I'm a spiritual director. I'd love to be your spiritual director. I'm in Ohio. Did I tell you that? If you're in Cleveland, Akron, Columbus, even Pittsburgh, we can do face-to-face stuff. If you're anywhere else uh, via the via the digital interwebs, uh, we can hook up in a multitude of ways from Zoom to FaceTime to Skype uh, to just regular old phone call. How about that? Just a regular old phone call. Imagine that. Um, all, all my information is on my website. Feel free to hit me there. Don't forget about Tabletop Ministries because uh, Tabletop Ministries does a really wonderful and extraordinary thing uh, for people, and we love what we do, and we have a passion to do it. Um, and uh, and we just, it is, it is our life's blood, and we just really, really, really enjoy it. I love you. I thank you for joining me today. I look forward so much to talking to you again, and we'll see you next time. Next time.